And she said, I'm on GHB right now. We agree. Drugs with acronyms, I don't do. I didn't even know what that drug was. So I said, what is that? And she said, it's the date rape drug. And I was like, I don't think we should hook up. Then she was like, no, 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 no. Don't worry. You don't don't have to worry. If you don't mix it with alcohol, you're going to be fine. But first, a word from our sponsors. It's the vibrator that has no equal. And now Motor Bunny offers their thrusting sex machine, the Motor Bunny Buck. Enjoy a fan whore discount at manwhorepod.com slash motorbunny or use promo code manwhore at checkout. You know you've made it in entertainment or are on your way out when you're helping dicks get and stay hard. Give your cock a natural performance boost with our sponsor, Joy Mode. No prescriptions, no drugs. It's just like a pre-workout, but for sex. Get 20% off your first order at usejoymode.com slash manwhore. Again, that's usejoymode, U-S-E-J-O-Y-M-O-D-N-E, and use promo code manwhore at checkout. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Manwhore Podcast. What's up, all you tosses and chislers, all you jagoffs and wankers? This is Billy Proceda, and you're listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Hey, 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 welcome, welcome. This week on the pod, I've got on fellow comedian, buddy of mine, Brett Raybold, just a, another straight guy joining me for some straight talk on straight stuff. I you know I don't normally have <laughs> fellow uh, I, I don't normally have on other straight men just talking about stuff unless they're here to promote a book so uh, this is definitely a little little bit of a change of pace for me. Hey, look, normally when I talk to other straight guys, it's just kind of like either we're talking about comedy or we're talking about the game. Which game? Don't worry, there's a game on, and straight men will talk about it. So it's uh, I had a really fun chat with Brett. Looking forward to sharing that uh, chat with y'all in a little bit. But first, let me give y'all a penis pump update. It's been a minute since I've given y'all a penis pump update, a uh, a PPU, if you will. And uh, the penis pump update is, oh, I fell right out of routine like a bad New Year's resolution. Oh my, uh, I made it. I made it like nine weeks before I before I conked out. I was just like, who's got the time? By the time you get to week nine, the regimen says to you, you got to be able to commit like fifty minutes three days a week and I'd, I'd rather spend that 50 minutes jerking off to be honest with you uh, it does seem like it probably works I did gain a quarter inch on my erections sick but like not for nothing I'm good with my dick as is I don't feel like I need to commit that type of time and focus to adding length to a dick that I'm quite happy and thrilled with Wallet No Lady, quite happy and thrilled with it, too. She actually was nervous when I first started. She's like, babe, are you sure? Don't I don't want you to fuck up this good dick. I'm like, babe, I got to do it because, you know, for entertainment. 
But yeah, like, look, I did, I did see some gains. And if like, you really feel like you need to get some gains on your, on your junk, then maybe a penis pump is for you. But you could also just try to learn to love yourself and use what you got. Uh, I said this before in past PPUs and, and when, uh, Susan Bratton was on the podcast, when, when the topic first came up, uh, the Whopper is not a sponsor, but they did give me an affiliate link. So look, if you, if you insist upon using a penis pump and you'd like to put your dick in something I've put my dick in and can confirm my balls did not explode, um, you can go, there's a link in the show notes. I get a kickback on the back end, but, uh, again, I do mostly endorse, working with what you got, it's probably fine. It's probably fine. Uh, eight years, everybody. Uh, last weekend, it was my eight-year podiversary. I launched my first episode with Nikki from Tinder back on April 16th, 2014. Uh, I thought somebody would tell me I had to stop by now, but we're still going. And I invited some questions uh, in the champagne room, our... Super free, super fun, super sex positive Discord server. Uh, I, I solicited questions in there, so I thought I'd read some of these to you and get a few answers out there. Uh, the first question was, have guests turned into friendships or hookups? You fucking perverts. Yup. Uh, look, I've spilled the beans on this before. In the first years of podcasting, sometimes, yeah, I would reconnect with a past partner. If you're new to the podcast, this show started with me talking to hookups about why we didn't work out long term. And, you know, I would reconnect with these women. And sometimes the chemistry was still there. And sometimes the chemistry was still there and the attraction was still there. And, you know, it, it would kind of over the course of the interview, sparks would reignite. Sometimes after recording, we would just like keep talking. And yeah, sometimes even we'd hook up or try dating again. Um, Kaylee, episode five, Lisa, episode 23. Uh, even after recording episode 70, 71, that two-parter with the swinger gangbang couple. I don't know if y'all remember that. Yeah, we had a fun threesome like immediately after <laughs> after the recording. Yeah, Alex, she uh, I think she did she did a bump of coke off my cock. Never done that before. But I'm sure your question uh, is, is more about my non-past partner guests, the uh, the professionals, we should say. And look, I don't want to be out here bragging and spilling tea and talking out of school, dropping a bunch of names. But like, yeah, yeah, sometimes sometimes shit goes down with the guest afterwards. And at least one time beforehand. And then again, afterhand, uh, look, I, I don't think I'm going to list out names here, but I think I will post something on Patreon, either like an audio post or like I'll actually uh, write out some names. Maybe I'll just use episode numbers. I'll make you all research who we ended up being. But yeah, some, some fun has been had. But good question. Good question. Uh, another question I got was, what do you love about podcasts and what keeps you going? Podcasting is awesome because anyone who can speak can do it and no one can stop you from podcasting. Um, the, but the, the terrible part about podcasting is that uh, anyone who can speak can do it and no one can stop you from podcasting. Yeah, even if you're a batshit, crazy, hateful conspiracy theorist, yes, you can still host your own RSS feed regardless of what some company says and you can put your stupid crap out into the universe. It's very democratic in that way. Anyone can do it. 
And you can get discovered by people all around the world. That just doesn't happen with social media and algorithms and stuff. In podcasting, anyone can be a radio host. Anyone can be a storyteller. Anyone can be an investigative crime detective. I started this show in part because, you know, I love talking about sexuality and topics I'd hear on Dan Savage and alternative relationship models that always seem to make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I was talking about this stuff before I even bought a microphone. And not for nothing, you, yes, you, the listeners, particular, particularly the Patreon community, a fan whore nation over on Patreon, y'all keep me going the most. Your pledges, your support, your comments, your doll hairs. I mean, those uh, provide a validation that says like, no, Billy, don't quit and go to law school. Keep being low income and talking about your dick for a living. We're enjoying it. Who was the most elusive guest to book? Well, I'm still waiting for Dan Savage to answer my emails. Uh, um, Let's see. Elusive guest I've had on. Well, recently, I would say Rachel Steele. Episode 407, porn star, OG MILF. I reached out to her leading up to my very first AVN Awards. So I probably reached out towards the end of 2016 for the 2017 AVNs uh, because I thought like, oh, it might be interesting to do like a MILF episode. Corey Chase, Duma, Rachel Steele, Lisa Ann, people like that, right? I ended up not, um, um, Sherry DeVille, I ended up not getting enough uh, interest that time around. And, and I'd hit up Rachel Steele and she was like, oh, I don't go to AVN anymore. I never do. And then she lived up until recently, she was living up in, in Maine. So it just seemed like something kind of out there and, you know, many years ago. And then finally, last year, she reached out and said like, hey, I'm, I'm moving to San Diego soon. So like, you still want to do this podcast thing? I was like, all right. I drove, I drove many hours from, from Brooklyn to, to Maine to get that interview and i think it was worth it so episode 407 elusive but we got her and then another one that stands out to me that was very difficult to book that took a while uh episode 222 with gene the woman who took my virginity when i had first i she was one of the first people i asked to do the podcast back in 2014 and it just was always kind of soft nose um oh my fiance my husband he's not comfortable with it Oh, he would feel weird about me, you know, doing a podcast with someone I've slept with, blah, blah, blah. So she kind of, you know, she respected his limits. She respected his boundaries. And and she shares this on her episode. But but like the turning point for her to finally agree to do the show, because apparently she always wanted to do it and she was respecting him. So he said he wanted to go skydiving and she said, no fucking way. And he's like, babe, I really wanted to go skydiving. And she said, okay, but if you get to go skydiving, I get to do that guy's podcast. That was the trade. I love that. I love that. So elusive in that, like it took many years to get her on, but fucking worth it when we finally did episode 222. Potential guests who continue to elude me. I made a little list, okay? People I have uh, been trying to get on. I've tweeted, I've emailed, I've, uh, I've prayed to the moon. Uh, for starters, Barack Obama, stop being a coward, okay? We want to know, did you bang Michelle in the Oval Office that very first night? Did you? You had to. You couldn't not. I must know. I will find respectful ways to ask, but like, like, come on. Come on, buddy. Okay, Barack Obama. Uh, Dan Savage, obviously, said it before. I'll say it again. Big Daddy Dan, really, really would love to meet. Um, Emily Matlock from Multiamory. 
she she's a I don't know if, if y'all listen to multi it's a it's a it's a relationships podcast around non-monogamy. It's got three co-hosts. I've had Jace on the podcast several years ago. Uh, Dedeker Winston, I finally got her on. She's going to be coming out in two weeks. And then Emily is still still like, Ooh, I don't know. Mm, I don't know if that's for me. I'm kind of private about that. But one day, looking to get Emily on. Uh, Nicole Byer. Hey, girl, I'm fun. Come on. Uh, I had the balls to reach out to Maggie Gyllenhaal's people once. Figured we could talk about secretary. Could also talk about like why she was at Mass and Young show looking at her G spot with me. I mean, like, look, it's not weird to be at Mass and Young's performance art piece where she sticks in a speculum and then has us all line up so we can all get a real up close look at her G spot. But you know, when Maggie Gyllenhaal is in that line and Maggie Gyllenhaal is like bent over to get like an up close look at a woman's G spot, you know, all of us are watching not Mass and Young. We're all watching Maggie Gyllenhaal look up Mass and Young's cooter. That woman gets down. I'm surprised I haven't seen her at a play party at this point. I'd want to chat with her. Former Congresswoman Katie Hill, West Elm Caleb, the Tinder swindler. These are all people I'd love to have on. My grade school bully, Alex Bass. I think that'd be very interesting. If any of y'all know Alex, give him a nudge for me. Hey, I'd even settle for Ryan Wiggers. You know, any one of these people who traumatized me for almost a decade. Uh, There's also a laundry list of exes who have politely declined or ignored my invitations over the years. Oh, let's see. Uh, Ella Dawson, Ashley Manta, and Dirty Lola, because I'm a glutton for punishment. Paige. Definitely Paige. If there was a past part, if I could only have one more ex on the show to really get into, like, what happened there? What can I learn? Maybe what you can learn, but mostly what can I learn? What the fuck happened? Revisit some wild stories. Uh, It's got to be Paige. I think that will be the most elusive guest for me to be able to get on. I don't even know where she is these days. I don't even know where, like, in the world she is, but I don't know. Anyways, uh, and of course, my girl, my love of my life, second love of my life, uh, Susan Sarandon. Honey, if you're listening, come home. Come do the show. Susan, give me a call. Um, a funnier list that no one asked for would be former guests of the podcast who have now blocked me on Twitter, but no one asked for that list. So I will not provide it. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, what one person asked, how much total have I sent via Patreon since the beginning? And when will that qualify you as a dependent? This particular, uh, listener who is, he's not the first ever patron. He was the third patron and he's currently the uh, the longest standing member of the Patreon community. He joined in a- on April 15th, 2015. He's uh, given me a lifetime amount of $638. Getting on my knees, opening my mouth and saying, ah, thank you very much, sir. Uh, thank you very much for that. Uh, when does that qualify me, qualify me as a dependent? I, I, you know, I think when it covers a full month of rent, I think I have to call you daddy and you can uh, write it off on your taxes. So like you're, you're, you're about halfway there and, and thank you very, very much for your generosity and support over all these years, dude. Thank you so much. 
So thanks again, everybody who's been listening to the show, whether you've been listening for uh, days, weeks, months, or years. Let's keep it going. A great way to keep it going is to share the Man Whore podcast on social media, On dare I say, on main. If it is socially acceptable to share conspiracy theory bullshit on Facebook, you can share a Man Whore podcast on Facebook. You don't have to admit that you're a slut. You guys got to say, whoa, this slut's got some fun stories. I think your I th- I think your uncle can handle it, okay? And I would I would much appreciate. And after eight years, I definitely got some major validation by accident. I was doing a little Google search of my name, and up popped up a new book by a couple academics out on the West Coast. They wrote a book about like podcasting and anti-colonialism and stuff, and um, it's called the Podcaster's Dilemma. And I'm featured in, uh, in a, a few pages of the book. Hey, the man whore podcast has gone collegiate. There are people who are not going to be able to get their degree until they read a few pages about what this whore has been doing with his life. I think that's pretty cool. I'm actually going to talk to the authors of the book for a little brief segment. You're going to hear them uh, probably in a couple weeks. I think that's going to be really cool. I am my favorite topic of conversation. So I'm just going to be like, hi, can you please tell me like why I'm worthwhile? Because like my father won't. Thank you. Thank you, daddies. Uh, (laughs) And, you know, again, like I said before, a thing that keeps me going is that Patreon community. That's why I like to every week commit to a little fan whore appreciation moment before we get to the guest. Right now, I want to give a shout out to Shia Perel Koenig. Are you related to Judith Koenig from last week? Are you all a couple of sisters? Are you sisters who love the show? Oh, God, I love me sisters. Hey, thank you for supporting the pod. Thanks for supporting the show, whoever you are, wherever you are out there. There are many ways to support the Man Whore Podcast. I know some of y'all are a little too shy to share me on your, your main feeds of stuff. Hey, I get it. If you can't help me grow the show, you can financially support the show. And the best way to do that is on Patreon. You can become a member for just $2 a month. You get the satisfaction of supporting me and it you know costs you less than a coffee. Would you buy me a coffee each month? Then I, you know, come on over to the Patreon, buy me a coffee. And right now, uh, through the month of April, through my anniversary month, I am offering the maximum allowed discount, 16% off an annual membership. Yes, if you pay the whole year up top, you actually end up getting two months off. So it's actually a really good deal, but it expires at the end of April. So, so consider treating yourself to a whole year of Whorehead support. Or sign up for a monthly membership at patreon.com slash podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash podcast. If you don't like Patreon, you're not into the monthly debit kind of thing. I do accept monies in a variety of other ways. In the show notes, you will see my Venmo handle, my Cash App handle. You'll see my Amazon wish list. Um, all sorts of ways to support the podcast in the show notes. Thanks one more time to everyone for uh, helping me have eight years of podcasting, uh, indie, solo podcasting, no network, no industry support, just out here hustling, hustling, staying out of an office. And now for this week's guest, another man staying out of the office to, to make art that involves 
dick jokes. Brett Raybould, super nice, fucking funny guy. This is a guy you're going to be seeing on TV, whether it's, you know, next year or years from now. Like, the, 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 the kids go in places, all right? Uh, but the first place he went to that we're talking about is he uh, went to his first sex party just last month. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. Two straight dudes getting straight about straight shit and sex parties. Let's go chat with Brett Raybould. The Man Whore Podcast is sponsored by Joy Mode. Whether you're happy or unhappy with your performance in the bedroom, you know, why not perform even better? Joy Mode Sexual Performance Booster. It's like a pre-workout, but for sex. And you don't have to have an uncomfortable conversation with a teledoctor to get a hold of it first. There's no drugs involved. You don't need a prescription. It's it's also really easy to use. It just comes in these little packets and, and you rip it open. You pour it in a glass of water. Stir, stir, stir. Slurp that shit down and enjoy all the benefits. Joy Mode contains clinically supported doses of L-citrulline, arginine, yohimbinine. I Are these countries or these vitamins? I'm not very smart, but the people who created it did. Everyone involved in making this stuff has got some sort of biochemistry or science PhD. Vitamin C. I recognize vitamin C. I know that one. The rest of them, I, I trust you. <laughs> uh, I, I have tried Joy Mode. I, I, uh, I slipped into some water of mine just last Saturday. I didn't get myself into an opportunity to observe the boosting effects of it, but I have a feeling very soon I'm going to come back with a little story about using the joy mode. But here's what I can personally report so far. The taste is fine. You ever get like a workout energy, something, something, those shits taste awful, tastes like pure chemical. Ugh. But this, I was like, this was, I, th- I could slurp this down easy. So I'm uh, very looking forward to my next opportunity to to mess around with some joy mode. No side effects, no sketchy gas station pills, just all natural supplements to boost your sex game. So if you want to spice things up in the bedroom, boost your sexual performance, and you want to do it all naturally, Joy Mode has a very special offer for the Man Whore Podcast audience. Go to usejoymode.com slash manwhore. Okay, and you're going to get 20% off your first order, okay? Again, go to joymo.com slash manwhore or use promo code manwhore at checkout for 20% off your first order. Thanks, Joy Mode, for that hard, hard dick. Now let's get to the show. Knockin' boots. I think they like that a little more. Knockin' boots. How about uh, um, splitting jibblies? <laughs> Split in Ghibli's. I haven't heard that one before. I just said it. This is a uh, this is straight man talk. Uh, I'm definitely still out of breath. Bill, Billy and I, for those listening, and if this even makes it to air, who knows? As the way we do it here on Manor is, we just start recording. We talk, and who knows when it? Maybe he'll fade in right now. I mean, it's like certain songs that they do the gradual fade in. Mm-hmm. That could be this. Maybe this is not even on air. Maybe I'm just wasting my time. Yeah. But Maybe Billy I'll and I. format over the memory card again, and it'll all be irrelevant. <laughs> oh, my God. So much context is set up. First off, out of the gate, I come in. You know, I'm on the Manor podcast. I'm excited to see my fellow straight friend. And <laughs> Well, no, straight. You're not straight, actually. Oh, I'm not. Well, are you not? Didn't we talk about that last time? We did. We may talk about it again. I don't know what that means but You're not anymore. even a label. That's it. I'm, I'm broken. 
<laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> you I, have a podcast called the Man Horde Podcast. Well, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. It's like, you know, what, no, what does joking. straight even mean in 2022? It's like, you know, Shay was a genderqueer or non-binary um, person you're seeing. No, this is, a, this is an ex of mine who like did the oh, show, okay. Okay. episode two sixty, and I don't know, like I don't know what it means. Uh, is it does it mean I have to only be attracted to cisgender women? Well, then the answer is I am uh, attracted to more than that. But everyone I'm attracted to sure. looks like they are or once identified as a cis woman. That's what's up. Sure. So, uh, listen, I want to say this as a uh, you know a diplomat of the straight community. <laughs> All are welcome to identify as straight. Oh, thank you. Whether you're that. gay, lesbian, or bi, or anything else, you are welcome to identify as straight. We're an inclusive group. Are you're we? gay. You can be are straight. We? No, but I'm trying to rebrand, bro. <laughs> no, the straight community has not always been the most inclusive for many millenniums, but the last six years we've been working on it. <laughs> We're six years into a new franchise of straights that is trying to be better. Look, we, we renamed the team the Washington Commanders, and now the straights are trying to do the same. Straits. I don't even think they're going to... Same thing's a, happening with the whites. The white, oh. Whites are trying to be better, you know. Are they? <laughs> Some again, it's 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 still under its first uh decade. <laughs> uh, well, everybody, I've got back on the show comedian Brett Rabel. It is great to be here, Billy. This is round two. I made a podcast in Boo Boo where we had arguably one of the funniest episodes. Oh, we never had. We're gonna beat that so shit. much fun. Uh, and we had it was I had a great time. Yeah. I genuinely did. Do you have any highlights you remember? I mean, we talked a lot. I mean, we talked about a lot of things. We talked about your performance in uh, team or your inclusion in Team BJ because you have certain uh, memorabilia on the walls. Very sex positive room we're in. We talked about giving up. How I'm you know on a porn sabbatical. Mm-hmm. And we talked about uh, working at sex parties. I like just like I'm giving a book report of our podcast. What if I had had the transcript and say, "Hey, can you come over and like we're gonna act, we're gonna read the script again? Mm-hmm. We're just gonna try to do the exact." Same. Oh my god! Try and act like we're all. Dude, I did that once with a show where like I accidentally. Uh, it was a virtual podcast. It was good, and I forgot to click my good mic in the settings. Are you recording? Huh? You're recording? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no. I che- I checked. I All checked right. this time. Um, I record. Yeah, I recorded with my like. It recorded me with my MacBook internal microphone, right? So it's not as good. And when I went, went to go edit, I was like, "Oh fuck, his mic sounds good. Mine sounds like dog shit." So I re-recorded my side completely with the new mic, as if. Oh my I god, were, Billy! Oh my god, that's hilarious. That I'm faking laughs that <laughs> happened in the moment. <laughs> Dude, that and is, this is two days after I had been dumped, so I'm like shit. so depressed, and yet I'm re-recording <laughs> fake jubilance. Oh my god! Like, oh my god, that's so funny. So we had this. Great- you have to. <laughs> how long? An hour. You had to do a full hour plus, of faking it, plus the bonus episode. Damn, that is like intercourse. Full hour faking it. Yeah, that's fucking hilarious. So you're just sitting there and you're going like. <laughs> and then as, when I would hit stop, I then cry. 
because I had just been dumped, and then I uh, hit record again to do my side again. Because luckily, I didn't talk much in that episode. Sure. But, so, sure. so we had this great conversation, so fun. One of the best, I'm sure. Our, I'm not exaggerating. Arguably, one of the best Manor podcasts. I think that has ever happened and you, no one will hear it because for my other pr- podcast producing gig, I realized right before we started, we didn't have enough space on the memory card. I couldn't figure out how to delete stuff from the card on the device. And then I just was like, I guess I got a format, which wipes the entire memory card clean. And like five minutes later, I thought, did I get Brett's episode off of the card first? Mm. And I did not. Mm. So it is gone. So that's a second that... Listen, the lost podcast. It is every iconic piece of cinema or television show. There's always a lost episode. It's the first. It's our second lost episode after the 2017 live show at the People's Improv Theater, where they've won. Oh, that's that's definitely hurts more. They fucked up the recording at the pit. And uh, I was on stage with four of my exes, and they destroyed me, and it was awesome. And it's, it's a magical, hilarious. Yeah, it was, it was it was amazing, and no one will ever hear it. <laughs> it sucks to just have a nice moment that isn't content. Yeah, it, just having a moment and not being able to reproduce it and share it, it. There's nothing worse. Every good moment has to be podcasted. That's why I'm wearing a body cam on, on. <laughs> at all times, 24 hours a day. My life is a personal Truman show, oh. um, <laughs> except no one's interested. <laughs> except there are zero viewers, streamers, and listeners. Well, are you still but. doing the porn sabbatical? Still on the porn sabbatical. Still haven't broken. Um, I must be honest, as you are my friend, I have tabbed over to a, just like, I've just been on, gone incognito and just turned on porn for just a moment. Wait, really? Not to, not. I didn't even masturbate or I was just like, sometimes you're just bored at your laptop and you're like, I like looking at people who are attractive. And so I just tab over, click, watch like eight seconds. Tw- no, I'm not even kidding. Like 20 seconds. I'm like. What am I doing? Guys, Stop. I only watch a half hour. and then <laughs> I watch uh, four and a half hours, uh, Lord of the Rings extended I didn't touch time. myself, though, except for like God, an hour. That would be, hour be, that'd be hilarious. Be so, it's borderline <laughs> weird. I know, but it's just like procrastinating work. It's like when I go to the Instagram Discover page, there is nothing for me there that's basically just like opening up a Playboy, Yeah, which is fine to do. I don't get me wrong. Everyone likes to look at photos of attractive chicks um it's like all my discover is is just photos of random women that are super attractive and uh instagram reels of comedians i hate it's just (laughs) 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 oh man no i get it there's a lot of great ones of course but but it really is just uh you're just like I'm just horny and annoyed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's my that's my autobiography, Billy. Horny, horny and, and annoyed. annoyed. Are you feeling any? Are you feeling God, any sort of like? So funny that this is a document of like an interview of like <laughs> we got to get to like I am Legend like recordings so that they exist for humanity in the future. What was it like to not watch porn for six weeks? Did your body change? Yeah. What do you? What is your question? Well, I was going to ask, like, have you noticed any differences in your your body and soul from not watching the porn? For not how, how really. Long now? Not re- I don't know. Six weeks. Six weeks ish. I don't know. It's not like I marked a day. Okay. Not re. I mean, not really. I'm not like I am such a better person. Um, you know, I am starting to see someone. So mm-hmm. it's uh, you know, nice to have a person you have consistent, you know, recreational time with. Sex. Uh, <gasps> what? 
Sure. Am I being annoying this episode? No, I can't tell. Not I at came all. in with a fun energy. You're doing fun. We, you came in and you dropped down and did 41 push-ups. <laughs> and then Billy did 42. Because and I could have done more. And guess what, Manhorn Nation? You know what? He did 42, and I said, "All right." And I did two more and did 43. And as we were recording this, I would like it to be on the record that I did more push-ups than Billy. Sure, whatever makes you feel better, man. MJ like, competitiveness. Just like you, no longer <laughs> watching porn, I don't think actually does anything for you. If no. it makes you feel better, good for you. Whatever, you know, it's fine. That's right. That's right. I, that's the thing, and that's the thing about it that I also feel it's not that dramatic of a thing. I'm that's like and that's on why Reddit talking about it. No, God, no, that's all. Oh my God, no, I would never. <laughs> like this isn't a no fat movement. No, no, I've masturbated. I've, like it's a it's something forty three times. That's exactly one more time than Prasita. <laughs> <laughs> I jerk off more than Prasita. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, that's what I'm, I'm gonna competitively text you like when I masturbate. Like, what have you done today? <laughs> can't, can't wait, can't wait. I'll be like, I've already masturbated three times. Fuck. Get on my level. Damn it, you're like, I've already masturbated three times and been to six sex parties. <laughs> like shit, I I tabbed over to porn for thirty seconds and I was like, woo. Sometimes people will be like, yeah, no, we're thinking about going to our first play party uh, ever, and I'm just like, I've been I've been to like six since COVID. Like what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. That's so funny. They're like, that's so irris, and you're like socially distanced. <laughs> there was a, there we was all a- masturbated from different sides of the room. Yeah, we all shot towards the center for an art piece, bro. <laughs> oh my, oh my god, that's a great idea for an art piece. Yeah. Honestly, sex party canvas. Everyone, come on it. Into it. Into it. Yeah. Well, you into it. It's not a bowl. On it, right? <laughs> come on the onto it. Yeah. And I bet. I bet. You could get that into a modern art museum. Unfortunately, I hate modern art for that reason. I know. Um, but Unless you... I sold it. All right. Well, you, you in your, in your uh, post-pandemic plans, you started working at a sex party? I did. I was working. We're going to at... try to like pretend like this is like a fresh thing we've never <laughs> talked about several times already. <laughs> um, and the laughs at the same moment. And I'm like, I know I might end up saying the same joke or the same whatever. And then you'll have to try and experience it with first time spontaneous joy. My memory is so bad that like I actually will, man. Really? Yeah. yeah. You, call, you called me Brent when I walked in. I was kind of, oh, I but I didn't know it's if it Brett. was. I know. I I think, know. Okay. Oh my God. You thought you were, you're like, shit. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Uh, yeah, worked at him. Uh, I got the job. My roommate one time asked me, uh, he just was like, how would you like to work at an orgy? And I was like eating cereal. Um, <laughs> I was like, can I just finish my Cocoa Puffs before we get into this? And, uh, I said yes. And I think I told you this last time, first time I ever committed to something going, this will probably be talked about in my stand up act. I've never done an experience thinking that it was the first time i ever come on truly all right truly other than the man whore it's the only time uh i've like definitely talked about this on stage no but it was so uh yeah i've worked probably five ish now six ish and this is and did he is there a reason why he asked you he's just looking for some part-time work helping a friend out um, yeah, but like, I don't know. I feel like that's a very particular, like, you know, the person who's the orgy DJ, um, that's an orgy DJ. That's not just a run of the mill DJ gig. Yes. He, well, he doesn't DJ. He, no, no, just the idea of like, 
help how hey we just have some manual labor we need done is right. different from hey we need someone to do manual labor at a sex party that is stuff yeah he didn't go hey do you want to get some uh part-time manual labor work and i go uh, sure sure and then he's like okay <laughs> you're gonna be lifting uh Sibian machines um there's only one is that how you pronounce it Sibian, yeah Sibian. except we're a motor bunny podcast over here but no big deal wait a minute <laughs> oh did i say non-spon a non-sponsor okay Oh, that's, shit. that's the truth of your experience. That is the truth of my experience. But I want to. But go we do want record. people to know that you get fifty dollars off a motor bunny at manorpod.com slash motor bunny does not happen with Sibian. If you go to Sibian.com so, wait, 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 wait. and say manhort, like you're still paying full price. I want to ask you a question. And this is something that's been on my mind. <laughs> oh <laughs> if I go to motorbunny.com and I type in manhort, I can get half off? Fifty dollars. Fifty dollars off. Very far from half off. Still a great deal, actually, great if you deal. ask me. And listen. As an unofficial spokesperson of the Motor Bunny, I have to say, it works wonders on your asshole. Listen, I know it I have a does, ball sack. It does work wonders Absol on one's asshole. I Absolutely. don't know if you're being facetious or not. Absolutely. No. I... It does so good through the asshole that like the first time I ever unboxed my Motor Bunny, I think it was like 2016 and like I or 17, and like I got on it, and it was in me, and then like I got hard, and then my girlfriend at the time, she straddled and got me inside her, and my dick was vibrating inside her through my ass. That is awesome i can't believe that uh did you think did you invent that original usage i i doubt it but we could say so billy Presida is an innovator I, in the sex <laughs> community i i mean not uh, that is i appreciate that as someone who you know being realistic i probably wouldn't talk about like i admire an ability to be really forthright about something a lot of people perhaps including myself would be reticent to get into the nitty-gritty details of is there anything in particular you would be reticent about getting into the nitty-gritty details of um i mean probably i yeah i mean what was the first time like playing with your asshole you and jordan seem like a play with my own butthole kind of family so don't pretend like you have it well, my first time was with my brother Jordan, actually. <laughs> um, I, I do not know if I've ever played with my own bunghole. Oh. Is that disappointing? It, does, it doesn't hurt my feelings. Listen, we're, I'll, I've got well, a spare butt plug somewhere. Spare. i got a few lying around. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it takes to get those uh, subscribers, bro. Yeah, look, Stick it in. I got a butt plug uh, sponsor, man. We'll, we'll you do? do? That. Oh, you don't uh, have not, one. Not, not at the moment. I have in the past. It's not right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's... Uh, I'll make some calls. Yeah, thank you. Um, you, but so you've never before all this, you had never been in some sort of group sex experience. That's correct. I had never been part of a group sex experience. And then you jumped into, like, not volunteering, but like working at a sex party. Then I jumped into working at a sex party, and oh, I mean, what is? How else are you gonna? I yeah, like. Because some people do volunteer; they volunteer in exchange for a ticket. That's like normally that's the true. system. That is, but you were actually getting like legal. T cash tender. legal tender 
Yeah, that's right. I was getting legal. T- I was getting some greenbacks. People are like, you want us to blow you for us work? We're like, no, 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 honey. My landlord needs cash. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, I can't transfer your blowjob to the landlord. I did it once and it tasted horrible. Really? <laughs> no, just the oh, here. I was like, what was his name? Yoev. <laughs> it was very circum. Oh, I was. Were they circumcised? Who's Jewish I, landlords? Who's the, Jewish. I would imagine the Jewish. That's landlords right. Are they circumcised. Um. But, uh, no, I, you know, I wanted to get a primer for what the sex party would be like. So I asked a friend if I could just stand in the corner during one of his threesomes. Um, and (laughs) that's, that's not a real story, (laughs) (laughs) but, but, but you, you working at the sex party is, is, is a real story. And yes, I wouldn't make up that. That is true. That's a good man of you. Uh, what (laughs) was it like to walk in and see like more than one naked body in a room? Yeah, I mean, it's startling, but then it's also kind of totally normal. I mean, it's just like, after the initial, like, oh, people are fucking, you just like, what am I going to do? Stand in the corner and watch? No, I'll walk in the room and like, you know, grab something that needs to be grabbed or whatever, or walk into the room as I'm going to do labor in another room. Because most rooms at a sex party are just rooms. Yeah. People think, people, when you talk to them about it, don't think that they're like they just think you walk in and it's just ever like just one room people banging mm. and you're like no people want to like also talk and hang out yeah. and like there has to be a time where you're just hang talking with a person to a degree before just going into said bang room ideally yeah yeah what what was that what you thought before you had gone I, you know, or did your I, roommate give you like a primer? I mean, my roommate did give me a primer. He gave me some um, foreplay about it. Uh, I, you know, my roommate was basically, you know, I call him my sex Sherpa, um, as he's the one who helps guide me to the mountaintop mm. peak of sex positivity. Um, and um, no, he just told me like, first off, it was just funny because he was like. It was almost like we were having gonna have sex for the first time because he was saying all the things of like high school boyfriend to like girl for first time. Where he's like, just don't be nervous, just relax. It's gonna be fun. You're gonna bleed a little, but it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Billy, punch up king. Yes, came in with the real punchline. Um, and uh. You know, he's telling me about the people and uh, it was just funny because we're all setting up beforehand and everyone is very nice. The the head of it uh, and, I'll you know, I'll give them a shout out. It's called Chemistry mm-hmm. Parties in New York. Google it if you're interested. And it's um, like a long running party. Like I heard about that party like one. 10, 11 years ago. Yeah. I, you know, in a very real way, uh, I feel very lucky to get to know people in that community and the the folks that work at it. Uh, I always enjoy my conversations and hangs with them too. In addition to the people who go, there's just a lot of, it's just a cool community. People looking to either explore something new or uh, punch their ticket to something they already like. And uh, anyway, enough authenticity. They're all heathens. <laughs> the first time, the first time no, you were there, like, was there anything that surprised you? Uh, you were there just working. Like, it's not like you had a lot of leeway probably to like flirt or do more. No, exactly. I was just working. So like helping them. What was that pay? 
Hey, listen, uh, you know, we do not disclose financials. I will not release Is my tax returns. Is uh, minimum wage? Are they yes. the yeah. ethical higher? They pay, I just want to stay pay a fair amount. Okay. I can tell you off air. I don't want to like say it <laughs> just in case. Well, you don't want to give someone negotiating power. If exactly. <laughs> and in fact, they're underpaying me and I will go so hard at the no. Um, I'm giving them free advertising. <laughs> I'm going to invoice him after the fact. I talked about you on the Manhor podcast. But listen, make don't no mistake. Don't charge you for that. Billy. Don't do that. <laughs> no, they. I, anyone would want uh, you know people talking about their thing. Yeah. Anyway, what was I expecting? I mean, I walk in. It was just sweet because it was like a normal office, mm-hmm. especially the pre-time before anyone Is was there. Is this still at the dojo? This was at uh, some kind of warehouse in Brooklyn. They do them okay. at various spots, a couple of houses, a warehouse. I don't, I'm not going to say which party, but there is a party, at least one, that like hosts it at like a. I think you mentioned this. Yeah, it's like a karate dojo. dojo. But it's like they do kids' classes there. Yeah, but like at nighttime, they like convert it into a sex party. But during the day, like kids are learning their like high kicks. Hey, bro. Listen, everyone has layers. You got to get blown while there's like framed photos of proud kids holding their broken boards in half, like all over the place. (laughs) They have to. I bet they take. I God, I hope they take those off the walls. I would not be able to engage in physical activity with that. I'm just thinking about my Taekwondo like dojo and was and I'd be horrified if at nighttime (laughs) all the parents in town were fucking there. I. In fact, I if I ever enroll my kid into dojo, I will do a stakeout now because I now have that as a paranoia. <laughs> Honey, I haven't been home for dinner because I'm just staking out the dojo to make I'm sure. I'm making sure they're good people. <laughs> so, so I actually had asked you to come on when I saw you had an open mic testing out something very fresh for you. Yeah. Because you finally went as like a participant, as, as a, casually you went... To, chem- uh, to a chemistry That's party. correct. I went, I was working on a bit, still am working on a bit. Uh, I don't even know if it's gotten better since we last talked. About uh, going, I had volunt- or I had worked at five of-ish of them, five or six, and then uh, there was a weekend where they had all their work uh, spots filled. So uh, one of the heads of it, a lovely Russian woman named Oksana, asked me if... Uh, I would, uh, I was like, can I, uh, shows got postponed outside the city. So I reached out. I have a free night. Can I work them? She said, oh, we're, we're filled on workers, but if you'd like to volunteer and then be able to attend, so i.e. get a free ticket to the orgy to hang at the party and maybe hook up with someone if if the moment was right. What'd you do? Did you bartend? Did you set up? You break set up. What, set, set up was, yeah. So that's set up. a good move. Especially set, if you have an earlier better. slot, because you can set up, go home, change, chill, decompress, come back. Yes. In I fact, like the- I took a 45-minute nap in one of the mattresses. Mm. Oh. I, <laughs> oh, you didn't go home. Okay. No, I didn't go home. I just slept for, you know, got my energy up. I like to do the bartending shift, but I want like an early bartending shift because it's like a natural icebreaker and way for like to meet. You were bartending earlier. And you're right. Like, yeah, well. Automatically be like, oh, yeah, you, yeah, oh, hey, yeah, oh, I'll catch you after my shift. Yeah, you can't do the er, er <laughs> you can't like I feel like uh if you're doing the late shift you can't at the early part of the hang be like hey, I just got here. So you want to go fuck cuz I'm yeah. I'm working <laughs> later and we'll banter then, but I'd like to the 12 to 2 a.m. bartending shift is truly volunteering because you that those are the prime fuck hours. 
You've worked at them too then. I occasionally have volunteered uh, for Hacienda parties, um, sometimes as breakdown and sometimes as uh, bartending. That's what's up. Yeah. And do you like the break breakdown kind of? I think one suck. time I did breakdown, but like the next morning. So like I had, like I went home and I came back at like ten a.m. And the- there were people there from the night before, like still casually hanging around, naked, cooking breakfast. Really? Wow, that's cool. The um. Breakdown is something that I've done after it, like, you know, load stuff into the van and it could be tiring because you can be packing stuff to like 6 a.m. And there's been a day where I finished work at the sex party at like 6, 6.15, biked home, got home at 6.30, went to bed, slept for two hours, had to get up for uh, my another like gig I do, which was uh, at a helping out with at the church. You um, volunteer at a church? Uh, don't volunteer. Oh, okay. I would. <laughs> I've. <laughs> I yeah. I volunteer the church, and they let me go to their sex parties for free. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. Too many kids for my taste. But, you know, oh man. I hear they're good parties. Yeah, I didn't want to make it, but um. <laughs> no, I do. I do work at a church, and uh, it's uh that I also get paid for, mm-hmm. and people uh. People are like, minds are blown. They're like, you do both? And you're like, yeah, because they both give me money. Yeah. <laughs> whatever whatever, whatever pays. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you went for the first time as a, you know, as a, as a participant. And were you, were you nervous? I, uh, what, I mean, yeah, I definitely was nervous. Just because you're like, you know. It's a little bit like I'm a little bit going with the express intent to try and experience this thing, which a requirement of that is having sex with a person. And not necessarily. That's true. But yeah, I wasn't, I even then wasn't like, I got a fuck. Cause even that's like, that's like a, I don't know, not like toxic cause that's an extreme word, but that's like a, I think you're not going to, you're not going, there are ways to have fun. Granted, it was a degree on my mind, but I'm not a person, like I can have fun if I just have great conversations with Mm -hmm. friends. That's also fun. So it's like, I went to a party. That wouldn't even be the worst thing to have. You know how many parties I've gone to and not had sex? You know, very, very few actually, but uh, (laughs) no, I'm kidding. Most parties, most parties. And that's what most sex parties are anyway. They're just parties where instead of like finding a, uh, an empty room or going back to someone's place. It's just like, or we can just go to that mattress. That's right. And that's, you know, what did occur with me and a person. couple um, people. You, you got a little hey, well, kind of. So listen, you got to keep the, you got to keep the supply down. So the demand is high. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, go, before we get to like what happened and, and the, and the story you were telling on stage, what was going through your mind before you got there? Did you do any sort of like mental preparation or did you just say like, fuck it, I'm going to an orgy? Uh, yes. I meditated for eight hours. Um, <laughs> no, no, I didn't do any like mental preparation. Okay. Um, I looked in I a do mirror an hour of yoga just to calm myself. I can down. see. Well, yeah, that's like you calm yourself down, calm yourself down. Are you nervous still at this point? You're a uh, veteran of the scene. It depends on what happened. Like when I got like a knife shoved in my face at two o'clock on a Saturday afternoon on the J train, I was like, I need to decompress. <laughs> Did that happen on the way to or from? Uh, last October, I went to, I, I went to this, into the village to go get like my costume. 
or to get aspects of a costume. And so it's like, I mean, I got fucking like thigh high socks, a line, a bright green mesh top glitter. Uh, and it's in this like black standard bag or whatever. It's like in this pla- black plastic bag. I'm just on the train home with like my Frederick Douglass book and this black. There plastic it is right bag. there. Yeah. I've actually read much of that book. It, you have? Frederick Douglass. It's I noticed really it the first time, and I was not, like, not the autobiography. This is a biography. Of no, the biography. Yeah, it's yeah. Really no, I actually good. have read it. He's an incredible person. Yeah, as does. if we needed to say that about. Hey, Frederick Douglass I mean, look, got that I've, Brett Rabel co-sign. <laughs> I've already been impressed by Frederick Douglass. This author David Blight did an amazing job keeping it like as an engaging, like seven hundred something page book. But it was like I'm on the train with that. And God, this- I could talk about Frederick Douglass and not sex parties. Uh, I'll, I'll invite you on my uh, Frederick Douglass podcast later. Uh, so- what's uh, it's? <laughs> it's called the Radical Whore. <laughs> oh God. That's what he was uh, known I mean, as kinda, a radical. Kinda, yeah, well, I mean, or, that or was it, uh, or was it a racist smear campaign? We're not sure. Uh, so, Calling people radicals? Oh no, yes. no, call him a whore because, like, did, like was he? Oh, know? that was a part of God. That's interesting. That was a part of something that was lobbied at him. Was I think he yep. had a white woman who helped him with his like well, booking t- towards the end of on speaking engagements. Towards the end, like after his wife died, yes, there. But then there's Judith Griffin, who's one of the people who you're talking he about. Like, and he like, she like, helped push. Were him they? Weren't they? There kind was, of a manager. There was a lot of that stuff going on. Uh, yeah. Well, of course. You know. Did you know that Frederick Douglass endured racism? <laughs> 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 the more you know. No, no. You so, bring, so, you bring up that's like interesting. I was not doing that. I was trying to. <laughs> Aka, like, just find a word play. I was not calling Frederick Douglass a whore. I would like to go on the record and say he's an American hero and probably the most impressive American in the history of our country in terms of what he was given at birth and, uh, you know, what he became. Are you all receiving the the virtue signal enough, everybody? It's not. I actually don't even see it as virtue. I mean, he actually. I got posters of the man in my bedroom. I'm truly a stan. Check my library card. I read a Malcolm X book. Um, uh, no, but yeah, sorry. Think about what he did. It's really cool. I don't know if people like we know it's cool, but do you ever take a moment and go like what Frederick Douglass accomplished? Do you know when he was working? You do know you read the book. One of the things that was so cool about him when he was working as like a building shit, he would put he would hammer nails. I forget. It might have been dock working, but he would put books in front of the tools and stuff he was furniture he was hammering so he could read while doing manual labor yeah what the hell he's like a that's insane of course he became this brilliant speaker who reads while doing manual labor Brett, no one here is accusing you of racism you don't have to keep going on that's about an Frederick interesting <laughs> detail that i think the man nation wouldn't mind that mini detour of that real fact about him they're all anyway, very appreciated man nation let me know that you appreciated taking three minutes to share an interesting factoid about Frederick Douglass. Now back to our respective penises. Can everyone <laughs> sense the, uh, the, the white panic tension going on in Brett's body? <laughs> oh my God. I want you to know I am He's a like, proud my career's black young. Male. I don't want to be over by accident already. <laughs> <sighs> so I was on the train from getting an orgy outfit in the village. 
Was the costume Frederick Douglass? Did you know that? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> and Just kidding. Go on. Yeah, yeah. I'll put. Look, I'll put a link to the book in the bio. Uh, in in the show notes. Fuck that. Plug so, me. He, Frederick Douglass had enough heat. <laughs> so I'm on the train back. It's uh-huh. like two in the afternoon, and just an altercation happens between. I mean, I think I've said this on the podcast before, so I'll, I'll do the short version. No, nope. okay. There's a Vietnam age, but you didn't get the Brett Rabel twist. I did not. Yes. There's a Vietnam aged older white couple uh, on the train, and then there was this like across caddy corner to me, and then across from me is this like Vietnam kind of, age. Like he's got a Vietnam vet cap on. He's like I don't know how old he oh, is. Oh, veteran. But he's like whatever a Vietnam vet age is. That's what they are. Okay, cool. I don't even know anymore. Right? Like, sure, sure. Whatever that was, that's how old he is. Yes. And then across from me is like. Um, a black dude, big dude, probably a little older than me, maybe late, you know, and we're all wearing masks, which I think is mildly relevant. Basically, they started, a young homeless woman comes on the train, black girl, old couple to themselves are snickering at and making fun of her, the homeless chick asking for money and then this they're, dude kind of who, who's made they're making fun of a homeless person yeah yeah they're because like she said like so. how much money she needed for a room and she said i've got 80 i need 110 uh-huh right and then they're snickering like you should be grateful you begged for 80 dollars like what a bunch of these couple of cunts and then the black dudes like can't this dude can't handle it anymore he just stands up he starts freaking out on them in a good way being like the fuck are you making fun of her for Right. And he's like, sure. I, and then, so he goes on sure. this. I'm tired of you fucking white people rant sure. at them, which like we're all like justified. And then he gets up in their face and like and like I'm just going to say commits like a mild, in my opinion, a mild act of physical violence. And even then I'm like kind of justified. I, I think racists should get hit a little more often. He throws like a forearm bow. And then I see the old white dude raising his cane. He had this like walking stick. Oh no! Please and I see him raising war. it. So I got up. You're like, don't. You're like, sit down, Grand Torino. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I kind of get up to be like, not. But also, you're 80, bro. I know you're a vet, but yeah. But it's like a big, heavy stick. I don't know what fucking you know memories of the war are gonna reignite some strength in him. So I got up and I'm like, I put my hand on. So I'm like, fucking no. I and like then, that you. I like that you made sure the to the old guy, to the old white guy who was making fun, right? And he's kind of like he was making fun of the the younger old couple, black guy. The old couple's making fun of a young black girl who's homeless. Yeah, and the old and the old couple should know better. No, well, they don't. No, because if they look like if I was begging for the money, or if their daughter looking person was begging for the money, they'd be fine. Anyways, just the short version is. I get up to stop that. The big black dude then starts throwing like physical, like a punch to her gut. And I was like, all right, come on, man. I didn't like yell at him, but like, oh, come on, man. He turns at me and there's a Billy big... said to leave my people alone. How's that but for getting canceled? He doesn't know that I blocked the getting hit by the stick shit. So he throws a six inch, like the six inch blade is like big. Fu- I don't know. There's big fucking knife blades in my face. Oh shit. That is scary. And in my mind, I'm like, I'm about to actually get stabbed. I'm going to have like a glittery orgy outfit in a bag found next to my body. <laughs> <laughs> and a Frederick so Douglass oh, spoke. They're going to be like, he was an ally and a whore. <laughs> so, so luckily everything eventually gets settled. But like I'm physically rattled when I got home and I, like, I had to smoke a joint and I had to watch a movie. I took a nap and then I did like an hour of yoga just to get back in the mood to go to a sex party. 
Listen, I, I didn't want to let I didn't want to let that because he thought I was with them because yeah. he keeps repeating like I'm tired of you fucking white people. And I'm like, I think we're all tired of us fucking white people. You were <laughs> like, I'm one of the good ones. I, I didn't even bother. But like we all have masks on. He can't even tell what's going on. I can't hear what. you know. Sure. So it's a fucking mess. And so do I get nervous before going to sex parties? Not often. But if you shove a big fucking knife in my face like eight hours prior, I'm a little rattled. <laughs> Dude, I know what you mean. Actually, the first sex party I worked, uh, I got hit by a car. Wait, really? A few hours or before. Is this one of those Brett lies? No, this is not. I promise. This is a uh, swear to God, and I believe in him. So, no, I'm kidding. I don't actually. Um, I, I like playing the role of like very pious, puritanical. Um, no, uh, I got hit by a car a few hours before it. Truly, hit and run. Mm. I was on foot. They decked me. They ran a stop sign. Uh, it was their fault. I know Billy's a victim blamer. About to ask me what I was wearing. <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing out that time of night? Bro, it was 6 p.m. Yeah, seriously, 5, 6 p.m. First day I worked one. Yeah. And I was actually excited to work one because I'm like, new life experience. I'm going to work an orgy. I think it's like a fun, interesting life experience to do certainly once. Uh, and, uh, I didn't want that to frame me. I was bleeding, bro. I got hit bad. I flew through the air. Um, was this a Dane Cook joke? (laughs) You remember this one? I did the Dane Cook like isms. I thought Billy, uh, the podcast listeners flew off. They flew off and podcast listeners can't see right now. As I'm telling the story, I'm doing the Sufi super finger, (laughs) the Dane Cook Sufi. I'm like, dude, shoes flew off. Through the air. They flew off. And uh, <laughs> it's not a Dane Cook bit. Um, and I was like, Karen, Karen, Dane Cook does not get enough credit for inventing Karen as the first slur. You know yeah. what? I'm going <laughs> Frederick Douglass detour. This is a reminder that I'm white. Dane Cook, underrated, bro. I agree. And I, I know the word bro typically follows saying Dane Cook is underrated. <laughs> <laughs> underrated because people in comedy like to try and be like Dane Cook. Oh, it's not like good comedy or like a little hoity-toity about mm-hmm. it. And I go, fuck you. When have you ever made a stadium laugh? Dane I Cook haven't. made stand-up comedy sexy again in the early, mid-2000s. And you know what? He was fucking awesome. Yeah. His albums are great. Dane Cook uh, still rocks. Wish he wouldn't have gotten Botox, because I don't think comedians need to do that. It's a good thing he listens to this podcast. He doesn't. It's okay. I would tell him to his face. I really loved... You're one of the first comedians I ever heard, and I cherish you as an artist. I do think I wish the pressures of Hollywood did not make you feel like you had to look a certain way because you were too funny for it to matter. So you got is hit by nice this. Or is that mean? That's very nice. I think um, you. So you got hit by the car on the way to chemistry, and you still went. And you worked the gig. Good for you. I did, you did your time. Uh, yeah, my Frederick Douglass book flew through okay. the air. <laughs> sorry, so, so sorry, so sorry. But, but I'm but, white. I say sorry a lot. No, but <laughs> no, but what this 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 is. Can I tell you this detail about the story about hitting it by the car? Hit by the car definitely felt intentional. Honestly, I'm very white. You can't like maybe my skin translucent like reflected blind to their eye. But I flew through the air. I hit the ground. I'm bleeding. They went. People, swear to God, I remember looking up, seeing a biker. They just kept biking, bicycling. And I'm like, 
what does it take in this city to get some attention? I can't get, they can't stop and go, I got hit, hit. Um, and I hear a voice say, I'm like half licked. And I hear a voice say, are you okay? And I look up and I'm on the ground and I see it's a man in a wheelchair who does not have legs. Swear to Christ. Swear to first person to ask me if I was okay in that moment of like, you know, oh my God, this awful thing. It's like the universe is showing me someone has it harder. Mm. And the first thing he said after that was, can you walk? And party was like, <laughs> oh like, shit, I don't want to brag. Be yes. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I'm like, uh, better than you. Like, it's <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh man. I'm like, no, I can't. Me and you are brothers now. Um, I, I said, I'll try. And I did. And you know what? What a good man. Cause he was happy that I could. Okay. And, uh, he said, um, uh, do you want me to call the police? And I was like, uh, I might need an ambulance. And he was like, all right. Uh, and, uh, so, uh, yeah, called the ambulance. We called the ambulance. First people that came was a fire truck. Mm -hmm. I don't even know why they were there. Uh, they didn't do any first aid. I guess they were just checking in to make sure I wasn't lying. They were, they just showed up whole fire truck, firemen get out. I was like, ah, I need like bandages. They're like, no, we're just here to make sure you, you know, Hey, just check in. It's <laughs> like, all right. Then ambulance comes and they get me inside and I, I, they were like, just in case they were like, I learned, they were like, what's your blood type? And I, I learned, I didn't know my blood type. Mm. I didn't know what to say. I was like Capricorn. I didn't know what to say. <laughs> I was like, uh, I'm a Libra rising. Just fucking, is that it? Um, they didn't have any way of finding out. I wouldn't have needed a blood transfusion because, but I was bleeding a lot. Terrible road rash. So they barely patched me up. They didn't like even put some sort of gauze in between the cloth and my bandage. At a later date, my bandage like got mixed up with my scab. So yeah, like I had. And then you went to work an orgy after that. Yeah, I mean you can't have an open wound at an orgy. Um, and I did, uh, and I because I I was all patched up. And uh, I went and worked an orgy. There was no blood. You couldn't see any blood. But well, let's let's get back to the when you went to go as a participant. Yeah, you 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 felt fine. You set your expectations where they were. And um, I think I remember you borrowed something to wear from your roommate. I did. I borrowed you don't like have orgy. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't have an orgy fit. Um, so I borrowed. He had like like, he's like pink short shorts, uh, and like kind of like a silly hat. And it's the type of outfit that I'm like, if anyone wore that at a party, that guy is not getting lit. I was like, who am I, mystery, the pickup artist? Except <laughs> at a sex party, yeah. then you show like, hi, I know I am I look very heterosexual, but mm -hmm. I am trying. I know what you mean. It. I mean, it's like uh, participate as much as you can yeah. and signal like, hey, I'm here to have fun and not like, act it's like. Not we wrong. know we're wearing silly stuff or right. we're wearing over the top stuff. So. Yeah. It's not wrong, but to participate is more right. Sure. Yeah. I, I know what you mean. Although, you know, I have worn khakis to them and as a worker and did not hook up with the person during it, but they, you know, took him back to their place, Billy. And uh, oh. so, listen, that was a good night. Yeah. Was that's, that before or after this, this particular night? That was before. Well, let's, 
the, let's go back. Well, real quick. So what what happened? So you hooked up with a couple people at that party. And I think the first one was the yeah, bad so, one. Oh, God, I got to tell you. Yeah, you. I told you last time and I'm telling you it again. Um, I can't get enough of this story. It is. It's a true story. So the it's like one, the only true story Brett has. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, Frederick Douglass detail. What this happened was uh, a woman. Uh, I um, and uh, this is a woman. I had a nice connection with actually her and I had hooked up and then another woman came in. Me and that woman finished and this woman was like, would you like to play? And I was like, sure. Wait, so you had. Yes, I had hooked up with another person, and then she came into the play. Right, right, right. but like, what was the first connection like? Like, because I think a lot of nice conversation. Right, but how does that start? Because I think a lot of people, including myself, until the last like I don't know, honestly, the last year or so, can get really nervous about like, okay, I'm at the play party, maybe I'm here alone, and I don't know even how to start with the hi, my name is. You're really cute, like. I know that took me a long time to get used to. Yeah. So how does the conversation even start? I mean, I think it's one of those things where you're standing next to each other. And then sometimes you can start a conversation with, how's it going? <laughs> and it's like, this isn't interesting, of course, but maybe now it'll get interesting. Okay. Uh, so I think that's what I said. Obviously, I don't have like an approach or a line or mm-hmm. anything like that. Um, although man, I love being the process of being a, I'm starting to see someone I'm really excited about it, but the process of being a single guy can also be an enjoyable one Mm -hmm. in that play party or otherwise, whenever you approach a woman at a bar in a public place. Uh, you really do get to feel like a 17-year-old high schooler again, Mm -hmm. just like it's an adrenaline rush of just like, just trying to be like. I thought you were cute and maybe I could I don't know, talk talk take you out sometime. You're just like as you're doing it, you're just like I don't even care if the woman says no, because I'm like, I already won. I right. already won by having the courage to just like be like, I'm I'm doing it. What's up? I think that's a dope way to approach it. You know it. what I mean? It's yeah. like, of course what, what she says no, of course that's fine. Yeah. I already got what I wanted out of this was proving to myself. Hey man, I still got the the courage to try. And do you have a thing you say to people at sex parties? I heard you open by going, uh, "Hey, name's Billy Presida. I was in Team BJ two. Uh, it works every time. <laughs> every time. They're like, I grew up with a poster of that on my wall. They're like, it's my favorite sequel. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I prefer the two towers, but um, Jane Doe and I talked first, had a nice connection, hook up. Cool. Jane B enters the play- playroom after Jane Doe and I are kind of wrapping up. Is like, would you like to go play? And I, I said to Jane Doe, I was like, is it okay if I do? It's very sweet. Just because I almost didn't want to be like, now that we've hooked up, I'm done with you. And right. if she wants to keep hanging out, sure. But she seemed done and obviously satisfied. But, um, <laughs> you know, we were hooking up. I was tugging her hair. And, and- then she stops me and says this choice line. She said, do you do drugs? And I said, sometimes I smoke weed pretty much most days. And she said, "Uh, I'm on GHB right now. We agree. Drugs with acronyms, I don't do. (laughs) That's what we talked about last time. If if it sounds like a chemistry problem, it's probably not for me. (laughs) (laughs) I, I pretty much exclusively 
weed. And so I didn't even know what that drug was. So I said, what is that? And she said, it's the date rape drug. And I was like, ha ha so funny. (laughs) I didn't know what it meant. I was like, ha 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 ha. What? Like, so weird. And she, she goes, no, I'm not joking. And I was like, uh, I don't think we should hook up. <laughs> I was like, I immediate, I was immediately like COVID six feet, COVID six yeah. feet. And, uh, she's, she was, didn't understand how I could see that as weird. Yeah. That's weirder to me than she was like, no, 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 no. Don't worry. You don't, don't have to worry. If you don't mix it with alcohol, you're going to be fine. And, I was like, dude, I told it. This is the joke I've said on stage. I always feel the need to like, this is the moment where I'm like, I've definitely said this joke to you before, Billy. So try and fake okay. laugh for the first time. <laughs> He's we like, both know I'm committed to re-recording fake laughter uh, for the podcast. No, I would actually like you in this moment to uh, juice in the laughs. I would like a crowd. Drop, yeah, I crowd make a note for my producer who is myself and say, uh, just give me a little audience <laughs> you don't, clapping. You know, I'm not actually going to give you production homework. No, but I'm in that moment, I was like, absolutely, like, you think I'm going to still go through with it? You're like, like, and what if she does pass out and my DNA is found on her, the cops would not believe my alibi of like, no, dude, she roofied herself, bro. That's, I'm telling you, because she's into that. I would be thrown in jail <laughs> immediately because no shit. Especially if you have no, like, not, this is all so new to you. You're already at sex party, which is new. Drugs that make sex better is a, for all intents and purposes, unknown concept to you because as your roommate told you later he was like well i mean it does make it feel awesome um but yes but like you don't know this so it's a lot to and she also didn't have to fucking tell you so it's a lot to throw at you i totally understand not um following through on that one yeah i don't know what the fuck she thought i was gonna say he was very thoughtful though because it uh saved me some of my own uh roofies but Did you like look at her during the rest of the party, like, and see other people hook up with her? Did you feel like you need to like be like, dude, you should know something? uh, (laughs) She's starting to make out with another guy. Hey, dude, do you do drugs? (laughs) He's like, uh, yeah. She's on GHB right now. What's that? Good, I'm on BHG right now. It's fine. Whatever that is. MDMA. You know, I let her do her thing, and uh, I, I did, I did learn. So I, from my roommate, he was like, "I've done it before." Even a handshake feels amazing. When I was like, "Damn, I guess I could see why someone would enjoy." If a handshake feels good, I can imagine penetrative sex. I love. I even mispronounced it. You tried though. Penetrative. Penetrative. Uh, penetrative, uh, penetrative souks, um, with Brett Rabel must feel like heaven. Uh huh. <laughs> must feel like heaven. Do you think you'll go to a sex party again? I don't know if I'll go as an attendee again. Really? Uh, you know, I'm still trying to get paid. Okay. And, uh, when you wouldn't want to go maybe with like a date one day, you know, I'm seeing someone and, uh, I mentioned them to her. 
not as a we're Proposal. going, yeah. but just more as a hey, this is a detail of my life. Sometimes once a month I work here, and uh, I told her the story of uh, that interaction, and um, I said if you'd want to go just to see what it is, sure, come. You can come, but uh, <laughs> you know, with uh, a person you find very special, from my personal purview. I uh, find monogamy to be a nice thing. Okay. And uh, I wouldn't want someone to feel like they had to, there was any pressure to be anything but that. I don't even know if I would What was her response? She uh, was like, maybe a field trip. Maybe um, a field trip, yeah. But is also a person who intends to only uh, be intimate with one person as well. That's okay. You can go to the sex party and not play with anybody else. Some people go, they don't even have sex there. They go, they want to, they want to like meet people and talk, but they want to like take in the sexual energy and then right. bring it home that's and right. fuck like bunnies at home. That's right. And that's great too. You can get some masturbation spank bank fodder, uh, or just some kind of get you in the sex mood. Uh, you know, I, I long say Billy that, uh, orgies are like planet fitnesses. Judgment-free zones. Oh. <laughs> Straight talk with Brett Rabel. Uh, <laughs> um, do you have, are you on a crunch for time? No, I'm, I'm chilling, man. All right, well, I want to talk, we'll talk some straight guy stuff in a bonus episode. Oh. Let's talk about straight culture. What? <laughs> uh, yes, uh, you know, as one of your very few straight male guests. I, truly, when you came over last time, I was nervous, like, what, how do I even talk to him? The chosen one, Billy. <laughs> I'm the chosen one. All right, the straight community. Patreon people, you'll hear that tomorrow. But for now, Brett, where can everybody else go to find you? Yes, I'm very excited to promote this. I'm producing a play for the New York Theater Festival. The play is a slapstick comedy spoofing all of the white savior slash prestige race movies. It is called Race the Movie the Play. I co-wrote it. Co- <laughs> with a hilarious comedian named Christian Duran. Um, we're very excited about it. We launched Kickstarter. Right now, we have cast in it's an amazing group of comedians, including Ted Alexandro, myself, uh, Eagle Wit, and Andre D. Thompson, among Emily Lynn, among others. And um, we're really excited about this. If you'd like to give even a dollar, three dollars, whatever, to help this uh, see its way to being a reality, uh, check out our Kickstarter, or you can go to race the movie, the play.com race, the movie, the play to learn more. Yeah. Uh, performances will be in late June. So you can pick up your tickets, DM me or whatever on Instagram. I'll send you the link or go to New York theater festivals website. Uh, to give you one more detail about the play, here's the log line, a white chauffeur, uh, named Wyatt Savior is tasked with driving around a brilliant black musician named Genius on his concert tour through the 1850s South into what devolves into a panoramic parody of Oscar bait race movies like Green Book, Hidden Figures, The Help, Black Panther. We're very excited about it. It's going to be special. Anyway, okay. check that out. At Brave on Instagram. Uh, go watch my hour comedy special of stand-up on YouTube for free. Links for all of that in the show notes. Patreon people, tune in tomorrow for uh, some more street talk. And for now, Brett wants and to- more self promotion. What from and to end, what should I do? Why don't you go ahead and say goodbye to everybody, guys? Thank you very much for listening. I am very appreciative of Billy having me on his show and the community people that listen to this. 
I love you all more than I love my parents. Ooh, you want some more straight talk? Yeah, uh, Brett Rabel and I definitely, uh, we, we discussed the straight culture a little bit more in our uh, bonus episode. We did like another 25 minutes. I could talk to that dude for hours. Oh, it's so fucking funny. And we do not hold it against him that he's uh, a non-porn-watching vanilla person. See, I'm, I have vanilla representation on this show. I'm no bigot. And you can gain access to that bonus episode as well as over 200 bonus episodes with some of your favorite guests at patreon.com slash podcast. Uh, I'd love to know what you thought about this week's episode. You can do so proudly and publicly on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at the Billy Proceed on Twitter. I'm at Billy is Proceed on Instagram. But if you need to say it just among the community, just among like-minded listeners, join the conversation in the episode discussion channel or any of our channels. Share some pictures of your pets, a good selfie, or what you thought of the Batman. Not enough pussy eating? There's people in the champagne room who agree with you. Introduce yourself today at manwhorepod.com slash discord. And if you want to be even more private, even more one-on-one with your feedback, you can send your comments, your advice questions, any and all of that over to manwhorepod at gmail.com. There's no intern reading my emails here, folks. It's just me and you. And your silly questions. There are no silly questions, but sometimes I do go, aww. <laughs> um, folks, we got some great episodes coming up. I got some big guests coming up. Uh, next week, I got porn star Sarah J is returning to the show. And then after that, we got Dedeker Winston, one of the co-hosts of the hit show Multi Amory. And oh, so much more. Uh, lots of awesome coming up. Eight years down. Let's hit that decade marker. Only two years left before I can be like, yo, I've been doing that shit for 10 years. Man, Fanhorn Nation, y'all are my longest relationship. I love you all very, very much. Stay slutty. Mm-hmm.